It's Remy and Casey on 92.3 W.I.L. Nico. Friday. <laughs> uh, good morning, Casey. How are you? Good morning. Fine. How was your day yesterday? Actually, it was a really good day yesterday. It was gorgeous outside, and I yeah. feel like it was just a productive day, so it was nice. Yeah, you know, I feel like we're going to have to pay for this good weather here this weekend. We're talking about some storms rolling in, but that's just part of the thing. This is part of spring. It's what you do. You have good days of weather, and then you go out and you watch the storms roll If in. the thing is living here, then yeah, it's just part of the thing. <laughs> I'm just hoping that part of the thing isn't also, at some point in the next two weeks, 45 degrees at all, or 30 or whatever. I'm not trying to tempt Mother Nature. I'm just saying. Yeah. Weirder things have happened. I think if we stay above that, we'll be smooth sailing. <laughs> we will be, that's for sure. Well, it is Friday. We will celebrate. Uh, Kane Brown is going to be here tonight with Dustin Lynch and Low Cash. And we have Kane Brown tickets up for grabs. So if you don't have those yet and you want to go to the show, uh, we will give those away at 8 o'clock. Plus, if you win those, you're going to meet Dustin Lynch. Which is so fun. And we also have the potential for you to have that VIP experience with Dustin Lynch before the show. Little pre-show acoustic little session with Dustin Lynch before. Those are always fun because those are unique experiences that you can't get anywhere. And it's more than just that that meet and greet picture, you know? You have a little, right. little memory with it. Uh, welcome to Friday. Good morning. It's 92.3 WIL. St. Louis with Casey Covers Country on 92.3 WIL. The final one last sentiment proving that Luke Combs has made it. He's got the number one songs, number one albums. He's won all the awards. He's won Entertainer of the Year. He's played at the Opry. He's even playing stadiums this summer. Mm -hmm. So what's left for him to even do? Hang out with Garth Brooks on I'm the weekends. I'm sure he does that too. <laughs> I don't know. Luke Combs announced today, or I'm sorry, yesterday, that he is partnering with Opry Entertainment Group, which I assume is like the Grand Ole Opry, mm-hmm. to open a new bar in Nashville. Oh, Luke. I knew you were going to love this one. Oh, Luke. Just steps off Broadway. He's performing the Wild Horse Saloon. He's, he's, that's the building. Do you know about that? If you've ever like gone out in Nashville, you know the Wild Horse Saloon is just just massive yeah. place where you can like go and take line dancing classes during the day, so that whenever the music and the DJs come out at night, you automatically know the dances and like it's kind of been a big deal. And I'm surprised that they're I guess changing it, but it's huge. It's let me find this. The rooftop alone is 9,000 square feet. That's awesome. And it's three levels. Mm -hmm. So what they're going to do, they say they're going to use every level and make it inspired by Luke's lifestyle and things that he loves, including obviously daily live music, but sports betting and a top shelf bourbon bar. I just can't get over the fact that there's another bar with an artist in Nashville. I know I'm not not being a pessimist right now. I just would really hope that some creativity would eke into Nashville just a little bit. I knew you were going to say this. And it was my <laughs> first thought too. I'm not going to lie. I think the only thing, the only difference I'm seeing so far is that I think it's going to be a lot bigger than the other ones. Yeah. And there's sports betting, which I guess that's different. The sports betting and the bourbon bar seem a little, it seems like they're trying to add a different spin on it. Yeah. But it's Luke Holmes. Like you could actually make it 
anything in the world and people would still show up just because his name is on it. I'm telling you, if Luke Combs opened up a, like a go-kart track, let's go. Right? That's what I'm talking about. Right there off Broadway. And it would be a hit, obviously. Shooting range. Something. That's not a bar. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I've always, I always go back in my head to when Thomas Rhett said, you know, if I was ever given the opportunity to open something like this in Nashville, I would never do a bar on Broadway. Yeah. He's like, I would only make something that I would get excited to go to myself. And I'm just not in that stage of life anymore. So I was a little surprised when I saw Luke's name on this. But if he, if the, I'm assuming the Opry brought it up and the Opry's probably funding it. Yeah. So why not have your name on it? I guess. I guess if 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 this is more of a collaborative thing, fine. Yeah. But I feel like a Luke Combs pancake place would be a hit. That see? You wouldn't have to stand in line at the pancake pantry. You just go to Luke Combs's I don't know why people don't come to us for these ideas. I'm just saying. For the marketing and the strategic right here. Right. Maybe we should rebrand ourselves. Garth's Gator Barn. <laughs> Still on the table, We've Garth. We got the ideas. <laughs> 314-699-4766. That is our text line. Text us with your most controversial pizza toppings. I bring this up because honestly, pineapple does not belong on pizza. You think that? Any fruit. Oh my gosh. And I know, I know the technical people are going to be like, oh, tomatoes are fruit, Remy. Yes, I know. I'm just talking about that sweet fruit. Remy just tried a blueberry for the first time in 2022, so yeah. we can't trust him with our pizza choices. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say that. I like pineapple. That's the thing is I don't like pineapple on pizza, though. You've ate it? Yeah. I, I, pineapple's one of my favorite fruits. But you've ate it on pizza? I have eaten it on pizza, yes. With the ham, like the Hawaiian, you know. Wow. It's okay. And I'll eat it if I'm desperate. Like if I've had some drinks and I'm like, That's crazy. I just need to put something in my stomach, I'll eat it. But I'm not a fan. And I'm bringing this up because Roscoe's Pizza in Cincinnati, Ohio, claims that it has one of the best-selling pizzas despite its questionable combination of toppings. It's called the Elvis. So you know what's on it already, kind of. It's got bacon, peanut butter, and banana. The fact that there is also cheese. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is what makes it wrong. Otherwise, I wouldn't think anything of it. The bacon, banana, peanut butter is okay with you? Do you feel good about that? Yeah. Banana and peanut butter, I can get behind off of the pizza. It's just kind of like, can't. I think of it as like candied bacon in a way. Like bacon goes good with sweet things anyway. Sure. So I think that's fine. I feel like banana on a pizza I've never really seen before. And it kind of got me a little weird. Because think they're not putting red sauce on it. Like the sauce is probably the peanut butter. That's a good point. So it's like a watered down, like creamy really like peanut butter. Like peanut butter on bread topped <laughs> with a banana. And they're it, and it's probably like a dessert item on their menu, but they're just like yeah. making headlines. Melissa says pineapple absolutely belongs on pizza. I'm with you. I'm just saying, if I have a choice, I'm not going for pineapple first. From the 314, I don't know how controversial it is, but I like to spread ketchup on the top of my pizza. That, I've been um, doing it since I was a kid. Don't knock it till you try it. I just did. <laughs> just knocked it. Uh, from the 636, when it's chili season, I love to top leftover pizza with chili. To me, it's like the pizza version of a chili cheese dog. I'm actually shocked I haven't heard of this before. Right? Because it sounds right. I mean, you'd have to do it in the moment. I don't know that you can necessarily, like, put chili cheese pizza in the fridge and then, you know, reheat it overnight. I still think that even might be good. Okay. Mike says barbecue chips. 
adds a different texture. Yeah, I also cool. do that with sandwiches. So uh, I, I'll put sometimes I'll put sour cream on my pizza, a little dollop of sour cream. We do that with spaghetti too. It's the weirdest thing, but it tastes so good. You should try it sometime. I don't get why that would taste good. It just makes it more of a, it, it blends with the tomato sauce and makes it more of like a creamy kind of tomato-y uh, sauce. Do you have anything controversial you put on your pizzas? M&M's. M&M's? No way. You're you ever seen that. Princess Diaries? <laughs> it's from a movie? Yeah, you've never done it? No. Here, I found that the difference, a difference between us is that like I'm really down with the salty and the sweet and the savory all in one mouthful. Okay. You're not, you're not down with that. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. Yeah. M&M's on pizza, though. Mm-hmm. I try it. We've always got M&M's in our pantry. Right. So if we get a pizza this weekend, I'm trying it. I'll send you a picture. See? Of me eating it or a video. You want a video? Is that weird? <laughs> I think your wife might think it's a little weird. 314-699-4766. What is your controversial pizza topping? Let us know on the text line. Pizza is such a weekend food. It's just like a Friday weekend vibe kind of food. And now that we're talking about it, I kind of want some. Well, are you going to get some tonight? Isn't like Friday nights you're like, you guys get pizza, that's your thing? Yeah, Friday nights is usually, and the kids like Domino's, and I'm just like, mm. can we expand our horizon? Nothing against Domino's every once in a while, but. No, but with pizza, <laughs> you got you got to try everything. You have to, and there's so many great pizza places in the area. Uh, we were just talking about controversial toppings because there's a place in Cincinnati, and there might even be a place here in, in uh, St. Louis that does bananas and peanut butter and bacon and cheese on the pizza. They call it the Elvis. And apparently it's one of their best sellers. So uh, I was like, bananas on pizza. That's kind of weird. Uh, Waste management Jerry on the text line says, pickles. Love pickles on pizza. How are you feeling about that, Casey? I just don't like pickles, so I'm yeah. out. It doesn't, you know? seem, it doesn't seem too controversial to me. Uh, this one might be polarizing from the 314. Someone said cottage cheese on my pizza. This I'm down with. It's okay. just more cheese. <laughs> I like extra cheese, please. Right. Uh, not of the mozzarella variety. I like the cottage variety. And I love cottage cheese, so it's cool. <laughs> uh, let us know your controversial pizza topping on the text line, 314-699-4766. Lay some up. It's time for sports with Remy and Casey. All right, Jordan Walker, here's your chance. Last chance, perhaps, to extend his season-opening hitting streak. And Walker takes strike three. Couldn't pull the trigger. And that will end a remarkable streak for Jordan Walker. Hey, you know, you got to give it up for the guy, right? Yeah, he did great. Rookie goes... 12 games hitting streak. That's huge. Unfortunately, he did not extend his hitting streak last night. He went over four in the game last night. That's not the only zero. The Cardinals failed to score any runs after being shut out by the Pirates five to nothing. Cards will face the Pirates again tonight at Bush Stadium. First pitch at 715. But uh, a, a lot of the uh, the pundits, a lot of the analysts, the ESPN people are saying that Jordan is one of the most exciting players that they've seen in a long time. Well, good. I'm glad he's here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm also glad that he is in St. Louis. So we're very excited to see how he does this season and also the Cardinals as a whole, too, because I feel like they've got a good team. They've just got kind of a slow start. The Toronto Raptors got knocked out of the NBA playoffs on Wednesday night after losing to the Chicago Bulls 109 to 105 in Toronto. But the MVP of the game didn't suit up because she's nine years old. Her name is D.R. DeRozan. She's the daughter of 
of Bulls star DeMar DeRozan. And every single time a Raptors player stepped up to the free throw line, she let out an ear-piercing yell. Daughter of DeMar DeRozan. And here's the voice you're hearing when Raptors shoot. She's screaming. <laughs> that time it didn't work. <laughs> hey, it's the thought that counts. Trying to help daddy out. That's they, hilarious. The Raptors went 18 for 36 at the line, which is just 50%. I mean, these are NBA basketball players. Right, they're not missing. They need to be hitting these free throws. And this girl is screaming at the top of her lungs every single time one of them gets up there. She knows the deal. She knows what to do, which is hilarious. This is very much Hayden Panettiere remembered the Titans feeling for me, and yeah. I love it. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, I've always wondered this at NBA games or any basketball game. You know, you always see at college basketball games, the opposing team will be on like behind the basketball hoop with like a bunch of like distraction yeah. things. You know, they've got wavy things or whatever. They're they're yelling or like how far is too far? I feel like blood curdling scream is a little too far. But they didn't but it's stop funny her. when it's from a kid. Yeah, right. They didn't stop her and it worked. So uh, the Raptors just 50% from the line. That's crazy. Uh, the Blues close out their season with a loss to the Stars last night. Hopefully all the moves that they made talent wise this year will have uh, us in a better situation for next season. But thanks uh, to the boys for giving us a great season this year. The Blues uh, will return next season. City SC will try to get back on that win train tomorrow night as they face Cincinnati at home. Kickoff at 730 and the Battle Hawks are at home as well on Sunday afternoon against the Seattle Sea Dragons. Kickoff at 2 o'clock. Trending now. It's Keeping Up With Casey on 92.3 WIL. Actor Drake Bell, mostly known for his role on Drake and Josh, was reported missing yesterday. The Daytona Beach Police Department announced a Facebook post in the morning saying that Drake Bell was considered missing and endangered and fans were shocked. And I'm sure I wasn't the only one who thought, awesome, another child star grown up is in danger. Yeah, I, that's immediately what I thought. I was like, they're going to find him somewhere and he's not going to be alive. Right. He's also had some trouble with the law within the last couple years. So I really thought this was bad news bears until Drake suddenly appeared on Twitter. <laughs> he said... You leave your phone in your car overnight and you don't answer all the calls. And now this? Wow. Turns out they found him safe and sound. They made the announcement. He's all good. He just forgot his phone. <laughs> he left his phone in his car overnight. And Jeez. I guess was just not answering to calls. <laughs> and you know how like this does seem so silly. But then I started thinking about it and I was like, well... We wake up for work pretty early in the morning. I don't know Drake Bell's lifestyle, but we are usually like, you're driving on the road within like the four o'clock hour. Yes. And there was only one time in our three-year career together that you didn't show up on time. <laughs> and I knew you were either A, oversleeping or B, on the side of the highway somewhere. Yeah. And like in that moment, I was like, you know... How long do I wait before I start calling around, before I contact his wife, before I do all these things? And I guarantee someone in Drake Bell's life was like, he never answers and he usually does. Yeah. And his phone is off and his location's off. And they freaked out. We're so connected these days. We're so connected. That when you don't hear from somebody within a reasonable amount of time, in this case, what, maybe 12 hours, Probably. 15 hours or something max. 
and it's Drake Bell. So I feel like the guy could sleep a good 12 hours on yeah. any day. And he might be one of those guys like me that will instantly text you back. Right. You know what I mean? That's like right there. So when he doesn't do that, now we're getting weird behavior. And now we report missing. So exactly. I, yeah, like, I, like you said, I saw that yesterday and I was like, oh man, here we go. Here's another one. And he just left his phone in his car. I know. My, my first thought was total panic for him. But then within hours, yeah. he's fine. Worst case to best case. Exactly. <laughs> this is Unprofessional News on 92.3 WIL. The search for New York City's first ever rat czar has come to an end. Welcome Kathleen Karate. You'll be seeing a lot of me and a lot less rats. Our measure of success, rats are tough, but New Yorkers are tougher. So it's going to take everyone involved to make sure this is successful. Do you remember talking about this last year? We talked about how there's this new position open in New York City that paid really well if you could come up with a way to mitigate oh, the, the rats. rat system, yeah. Yeah. $155,000 a year is what this position pays. Government position... She will be involved in all the new technologies to detect and exterminate rat populations. And while that seems like a lot of money, it is still New York City. Right. That's not crazy in New York. I wonder if she gets bonuses per rat she kills. (laughs) I have not seen a picture of this person, but (laughs) after hearing her voice and knowing her job, she hits me as very Miss Ungermeyer. She kind of, yeah, she feels like the mom that yells at, uh, like, your kid's baseball game. Like, she takes it way too seriously. Like, the mom has cargo pants on. That's how much business she means. There's a lot of it, yeah. Uh, the city also announced the creation of the Harlem Rat Exclusion Zone that covers much of the northern half of Manhattan, where $3.5 million will be spent to improve and increase inspections. Do you remember when we... And I, it still might be a problem downtown. I don't know. But I remember they made a big deal in, like, 2018 about rats taking over Keener Plaza. Do you remember this at all? No. And they hired several exterminators to come in and get the rats out of Keener Plaza. But they set up a camera shot (laughs) and I just watched it not too long ago. They set up a camera shot on one of the sidewalks there and it was just like rats going to and from the street across like I, oh my god! in 30 seconds you probably saw eight or there nine rats there are a lot of great food options around that <laughs> perimeter I don't I lived downtown and I worked there for years but I to this day like I've never just seen a rat on the ground or like run across the room okay well that's a good thing you probably weren't out at, at night like a lot. I truly don't know what I would think, like what it even, how big a rat is. Yeah. Because I've never seen one. They're about, I'm, I'm holding up my hands right now. They're probably, like their body is That's about like that long. Half a foot. And then their tails are the same length, if not longer. So uh, the first time I saw a rat in New York City was we were waiting for one of the subway trains and they're just all over the tracks, mm. just like hanging out. And it, I don't know what it is. Like a, one singular rat is cute to me. But when they're in a cluster, it looks like they're (laughs) going to take over the world. Yeah, I'm I'm good not seeing that in my nightmares. Uh, But yeah, I guess, you know, rats are super smart, but they only live for like two or three years, which is kind of, that's their average lifespan. Hmm. It was two years. So uh, the new rat czar in New York City, we'll see if that's, we'll see if it helps. I don't know. I think they got a bigger cockroach problem, if I'm being honest. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Uh, You can check out the story. I posted it up on the Facebook page. Just search 92.3 WIL. A bigger smells problem. Maybe that's the key. Get some Febreze up in that city. (laughs) Remy and Casey. 
Casey, do you remember the story of Murphy the Eagle we did a couple months ago? Yeah, he's somewhere around here. Wild Bird Sanctuary in Valley Park. Yep. And he went viral because <laughs> he's just roaming around his enclosure, saw a rock, and was like, mm, I think that's an egg. I'm going to make a nest for it. And he adopted it. He adopted the, uh, the rock, and he incubated the rock, which obviously is just a rock. And everybody in the in the country was just kind of enamored with this behavior. But apparently it's not abnormal for eagles to do this kind of thing. It's so sweet. The story gets better. So Murphy found a rock, thought it was an egg, made a nest for it. Went viral. Went viral. They also had a baby eagle. They rescued a baby eagle that fell out of a nest mm. during a recent storm at the Wild Bird Sanctuary. So they got this idea to replace the rock with the baby egg or the, the baby chick. 31-year-old Murphy is now a foster dad. He's 31? Yeah. That eagle's older than I am? Uh-huh. So they put him, they put him, the, the baby chick and Murphy in their own like enclosure. Oh my gosh, cute. <laughs> Which only begs the question of does the eagle now think that he can just sit on any rock and it's going to turn into a chick? <laughs> That's true. He's like, man, they said it wouldn't work, but it did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think this is really cool because, uh, you know, the the people that work at these types of places are obviously doing doing it because they love it, right? right? So seeing, so seeing a story end like this, I think is really cool. Uh, the rock, they're actually going to auction it off. So now that Murphy's Rock has gone viral, they're going to auction it off. And obviously it's a non-for-profit. So all the proceeds are going to go to just keeping the bird sanctuary open. Do they, I wonder, do they have, you know how like the zoo, whenever there's a pregnant animal, they'll have like the live cams on it. So you can wait and see, you know, when yeah. the baby comes. I feel like they should have had that on Murphy if they didn't. <laughs> or like they should have it now on their little enclosure so we can see Murphy and the baby. Yeah, I would love that. And I would also love to have a say in what the baby chick is named. Yeah. I would imagine for me, it would have to be something stone related, right? There's so many different great stone names. I think stone is a good name. Slate. Yeah. Rocky. Granite. Oh, Rocky. That's really good. I like that. I bet, but he's born, so I bet they have a name. It's possible. That's possible. But if they want to open it up, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely vote on that. And you can visit the World Bird Sanctuary. We did When we did the story last time, I wasn't sure if you could do that. But $8 a car will get you in, and you can go see Murphy and a little baby chick and all. It all ends happily ever after Very at the cute. World Bird Sanctuary. So check out the story. I posted it up on the Facebook page, 923WIL. Remy and Casey. All right, time for the big three. Logan on the phone. He'll be playing alongside you, Casey, today. You're in the hot seat. Nice. All right. So let me just uh, pull up here the wheel. And would you like to give it a spin? Let's spin it. On a Friday. On a Friday. Oh, one of my favorite games. We're going to the movies. At the movies, the 2000 edition rom-coms released between 2000 and 2009. I'm so pumped for this. <laughs> this is a sport for me. I really hope that you do well in this. Logan is, uh, he's got the option of helping, or you have the option of using Logan for one of these if you do not know it. Okay. Are you Logan, ready? Logan, something, 
I don't know if you know rom-coms, but I hope you do. <laughs> I'm a big rom-com fan. I like all these movies that we're gonna that we're gonna talk about today. So, okay, here's your first clip, Casey. Name the movie. I have no idea what just she happened. says. Do we serve water in this bar? And everybody says, "Hell no, H two O." I still like. I know that I've seen this, but I still don't quite know what it is. I'm gonna say Coyote Ugly. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I got nothing better. Okay, here we go with your second clip. He's he's smart. He's sweet. He's funny. We had a wonderful first meeting. I see incredible potential here. So all systems are go. Based on the initial personality assessment, I think that I can have your son moved out of this house and living on his own by June fifteenth. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is, I feel like that's SJP talking, but I don't know that I've seen this movie, but it feels very failure to launch. I'm going to go to Logan for this one. <laughs> Logan. Logan. <laughs> I do not know this one. I think uh, your best guess is uh, what we should go with. Failure to launch. Okay. That's what we'll say. Final answer. Yep. Okay. Last clip. Casey, here you go. What is it about you Southern girls? You can't make the right decisions. You tried all the wrong oh, ones. At least I fight for what I want. Oh, what do you want, Melanie? I don't even think you know. Gosh. Sweet home Alabama. Final answer? Yes. Okay. All right. We go to Logan. Logan, out of three, how many do you think Casey got right today? Um, I think two. <laughs> She actually got all three right. Oh, nice. Congratulations. I never know how to do that because I feel like you did a good job. You got all three right, but I didn't want to like. Well, I got at least two right. So then give you the buzzer. Yeah. You know. Uh, So yeah, the first one was Coyote Ugly. Love that. Was one of my favorite. One of my favorite moments in that movie was when someone orders a water and they go, do we serve water in this bar? And they spray everybody. Uh, That was from the year 2000. Number two was in fact, failure to launch. That was Sarah Jessica Parker, Matthew McConaughey, also in that movie. That was from 2006. And, of course, Reese Witherspoon in Sweet Home, Alabama from 2002. I told you, if that was a sport, I am Tom Brady. (laughs) Rom-coms for Casey all day. That's a fun game. I like that game. It is a good one. It it, it also gives you some ideas on maybe what to watch this weekend. There you go. You want to go back? Be nostalgic. There you go. Congratulations, Logan. You're going to see Kane Brown tonight. Bringing Nashville to St. Louis with Casey Covers Country on 92.3 WIL. The ACM Award nominations came out, and Dylan Scott is so excited. He is literally naked. (laughs) Dylan Scott got his very first ACM Awards nomination yesterday whenever they were released, and he wasted no time in posting his reaction to social media. And so fans got to see him, you know, post-workout in his underwear, and it is a wild, like, 26 seconds. Just finished the workout in the sauna, minding my dang business, in my underwear, and I just got nominated for a freaking ACM award. Like, I'm freaking out right now. Like, I've been in this town for freaking 13 years. And I just got nominated for an ACM award. And I am absolutely beside myself. Like, 
Wow, very nice. Very nice. Get it? I love the, like, he's got the post-workout pump going on, you know. You can tell he was really just <laughs> in the moment and so excited that he had to tell somebody. Turns out he just told the entire world. Yeah. Also, there were a lot of surprising nominations to mention. For the very first time, Kane Brown is nominated as Entertainer of the Year. Oh, that's big. Yeah. And they really bumped up their nomination count for that category. There are seven artists nominated instead of the usual four or five. Gotcha. It's Jason, Kane, Luke Holmes, Miranda, Chris Stapleton, Carrie, and Morgan. Wow. Right? I think uh, it might be between Morgan, Kane, and Luke. Did you say Luke Holmes was in there? Yeah. Uh, Luke's won, I think, the past two years. I'm giving this one to Morgan. Okay. Because I think if Morgan could have kept himself out of trouble, it would have happened sooner for him. But Cole Swindell has also never been nominated for two awards. I'm sorry. He's never been nominated. Let me try to. He's never won an award, Cole Swindell. Okay. But he's been nominated for two. This award show He's nominated for five. Yeah, he had a good year. It's all that song. Heads Carolina, the, the she's, what is it called? She said heads. <laughs> she had me at Heads she Carolina. Had me heads, yeah. And it has absolutely blown up. That song's doing huge things for his career. Five awards. I wouldn't doubt if he wins at least two of them. And Lainey and Hardy are the most nominated with six nominations apiece. Yeah. You know, Dylan had mentioned something about being in Nashville for 13 years before getting his first ACM non nomination. Yeah. This, this is actually the case for a lot of people. I, I did some looking and Morgan Wallen was on The Voice in 2014. Right. 14. And that's not when he started singing. That's just when he had some exposure. Mm -hmm. And then it took him even longer to get into the country scene and all that. Luke Combs on Vine in 2015. Yeah, they it, call it a 10-year town. It takes some time. It takes a little bit of time. So maybe this is just Dylan Scott's launch right here into uh, superstardom. Remy and Casey. Earlier this week, we posted up a video on our TikTok that's kind of a, a ongoing storyline that's happening on the show. Uh, went out because I lost the NCAA bracket thing in the studio. Had to go out to Olive, hold a sign that says Garth Brooks is my daddy that Casey created. Mm -hmm, you're welcome. It was really good. Arts and crafts with Casey. Always a fun time. And uh, underneath that video, we got a bunch of comments like, Garth, where are the bodies? Where are the bodies, Garth? The family needs the families need closure, all these things. And I was like, what is this? I've mm -hmm. never, and this has happened before. I just never investigated. Well, all stems back to Tom Segura, who has a thing about Garth Brooks. On his podcast, all the time they talk about Garth Brooks. They break down his videos. They talk about how weird he is. And then his fans will go on all of Garth Brooks's uh, videos and his posts and type these things like where are the bodies and things like that because Tom has been blocked from anything Garth <laughs> he's been blocked I was gonna say I wonder how Garth feels about this like like I wonder if he you know laughs along with it or if he doesn't love it I guess it sounds like he doesn't love it I would imagine that uh, Garth does not like any of this because especially now that he's on, he's been on Facebook for a little bit. He's been on Instagram, all those things. And now anything you post, you just get a bunch of these comedians fans that are posting underneath it instead of your actual fans. Cause they, like some of these will have like 8,000 comments from just Tom Segura fans uh, that are, that are just commenting these memes. So we posted the video on TikTok on our TikTok, kind of explaining this. 
And again, same thing. There are almost a thousand comments on this video. It's got over a hundred thousand views now, <laughs> and uh, they're going crazy again. So. On our video this On our time, video, yes. I wonder if Garth's people have reached out to Tom Segura's people and said like, Truce. You need to shut it down. <laughs> We're calling it. Yeah, right. Can we, uh, can you, can you tame the listeners of your podcast? I'm actually a little curious. We haven't heard from our like music director this week, who is the one who like stays in contact with everyone in Nashville, uh -huh. like Garth's people. Uh -huh. I would not be shocked if we heard within the next few weeks, hey, guys, <laughs> can you guys just not, to, you can not talk about that anymore. Yeah, yeah. You're never invited to anything Garth related ever again. <laughs> just uh, FYI. No, but I, uh, honestly, all I wanted to do was investigate why this is happening. And now, now I know why. So and I feel now educated. now it looks like you're a part of it. Yeah, I'm not a part of it. I have not participated. I'm just informing the people. That's right. all I'm doing. Right. So Real if you, journalism. Yeah, if you haven't yet, check out our TikTok. We've got a bunch of videos up there. We're always posting there. Just search 92.3 WIL on TikTok. We'll post that to Instagram and also Facebook. Just follow us on all the socials. We're, we're doing some fun things out there. Performing tonight at the Enterprise Center. Kane Brown will be there as well as Dustin Lynch and Low Cash. If you're going to the show, have uh, have a good time. Does he, does he perform with his wife at every yeah, one of these shows? Yeah, they're going to sing Thank God tonight. Nice. So that'll be exciting because also his wife, they just let out the ACM award nominations yesterday and she's nominated for like three That's because awesome. of that song. You know, she's like never done country music really before. This is her first time on the scene and it's blowing up. I think this would be a good opportunity to kind of test her out on a couple of solo things too. Like if, yeah. if she wanted to pop out for a couple songs and just sing, sing a couple songs by and herself. And I have a feeling Kane Brown would really love the break, not only within <laughs> the show, but within like his career career. I guarantee he's probably like, whew, I've been doing this for like 10 years, girl. You take a couple singles. I'll hop in in six months. He could also do a costume change too. He could in start incorporating some Carrie Underwood costume changes into See? his set. <laughs> if you're going to the show tonight, have a blast. It's going to be a lot of fun. I feel like this is our first big, big concert of the year. So uh, enjoy it. Have fun. If you missed anything from the show today, you can always check out the Remy and Casey show podcast. And uh, if we don't see you tonight, we will see you on Monday. Goodbye. Goodbye. Find Remy and Casey on Facebook at 92.3 WIL.